<laughs> We're starting uh, today's daf four lines down at the words Vahadit Tanan. Okay? So we're still bothered going through story Shas, and uh, we're asking another question. It's a Mishnah um, that we're quoting. Uh, the Mishnah is in Bikurim, and it's talking about, you know, animals that are things that are, that are neither here nor there, a mixture. So that's what we're talking about here. Vatanya Koi. Koi is this uh, mixed breed uh, between uh, uh, a behema and a chaya. There's halachic differences between a behema and a chaya. And uh, koi is somewhere in between. It's not clear what it is. And behema and chaya domesticated and domesticated and non-domesticated animals. There's a lot of halachic differences between the two. And this koi is a question. It's like a safik. It's a doubt. So, there are some ways that it's similar to a chaya. We treat it as a chaya. Um, in a stringent stance, okay, which is that requires the kisya adam if you slaughter that animal. And it also has ways that it's similar to an animal, which is that its chalib is prohibited, like a behemoth. Okay, so it has the stringencies of both because we don't know, we, we don't want to take any chances. There are things that are that's similar to both chaya and behema, um, which is. Uh, basically, that it requires a shechita, just like a chaya does, just like a behemoth does. And the Yeshua Drachim She'enu Shavalolo Chaya Velolo Behemoth. In some ways, it's not similar to either chaya or behemoth. It has some things that are unique to it that's neither. And that is that it has a prohibition of, of procreation with both behemoth and chaya, which is uh, behemoth can be with another behemoth, chaya can be with another chaya, but this animal can be with. Uh, with either animal. Okay. So the question is, why are we using the word derachim there? Why not use the word devarim? With, like we said, because derach is, can sometimes be masculine, sometimes be feminine. We would much rather have a word that is not iffy. Okay. So that's the question. Visuim, but that's the idea. Visuim, furthermore, the Mishnah says, this is one of the derachim ways that the Gite Nashim are similar to a Shtar Shichur of an Eved, that there's also a Bafane Nechtam, Bafane Nechtam, that's a throwback to the last Mesechta. Again, same question, Nisni Dvarim, Ella. So now we're getting to a principle here. When is it appropriate to use the word Derech? When is it appropriate to use the word Davar? Here's the story. El Kolhecha Di'ika Plogta. Anytime that there's there's distinctions, chilukim, that we're trying to distinguish that it's these ways, not other ways. That's where we use the word derech, tani derechim. plukta, and when it's all, when it's no distinctions, it's that way completely. So then it uses the word tani dvarim, we'll use the word dvarim. And that actually, here we have a good proof in the pudding, tekenami, fits very well into the text. If tani seifa, it says in the seifa, um, by uh, Esrug, okay, when we quoted the Mishnah regarding Esrug, it says, Rebliezer Omer, Esrug Shavl Ilam, Lichol Davar, not Lichol Derech, Lichol Davar. When it's complete and no distinctions, so then you use the word Davar, Kol Davar. When it's distinctions, then Derech is more appropriate. So therefore, all those things that we quote the word Derech, they all have some distinctions. Like by Kiddushin, it says, it's opposed to other Drachim, right? That don't work for Kiddushin. And the same is true with ways of checking Zav. If you have another excuse, not, not to these seven, so then, then it would be excluded. So when there's distinctions being made, the word derech is appropriate. When there's no distinctions being made, 
then Dover wins the day. Okay, and that's the answer, and that's the, really the end of that sugya. Which brings us back to the core question, which is back to our Mishnah. So as we know, in general, whenever Mishnahists are counting things, you know, there's a Gemara that talks about that we call the early Rabbi Sofrim, because always counting, you know, Arba of Nizikin, but there's the idea that whenever a number is being used, it's to teach you something. It's not, it's not teaching you how to count, okay? You can just say that Kesef, Shtar, and Chazaka, we would, or Kesef, uh, Kesef, Shtar, and Bia, we would know Kesef, Shtar, and Bia, okay? And we can figure out that that's three. The answer is when it says three, it's coming to exclude something. Three and only three. That's the general rule of whenever numbers are used. So therefore, that's the question. Which count? What's the, what's the number coming to cut out? To exclude from a way that from what you might have thought would be a means of acquiring a woman or marrying, of kiddushin, and they we're saying no, that's not the case. Okay, and minyanu deseflamutimai. We also said that she acquires herself when in two ways uh, to, uh, to be able to marry somebody else. And what there's a number. Why do you have to say two? The answer is to exclude another way. So that's the question. The minion of the race is coming to exclude chupa. Um, chupa is where, as we know, chupa is like the, the what we would call the yichud room, where you put a person, put them in the room. Now that really affects nisuin. That's how. That's really the process of the nisuin of consummating the marriage. Um, that, nevertheless, that being said, um, it doesn't work for Kiddushin. And that's what we're saying. Even though it may work for Nisuin after the Kiddushin, so you say, well, if it, it can finalize the marriage, maybe it could also do the beginning part of the marriage. No, it doesn't. It's excluded. Yeah. The process is like in a regular wedding. Yes. The men sit somewhere and write it to, and sign it to. That's not the then, part of the Kiddushin. Yeah, but that's true. Okay. Then they have the Yerushin. Then they have Ihur. And then they have the Chupa. No. No, let's back up. The, bar- the marriage... The Ksuva is the, is the marriage document. That's not part of the wedding. That's just... Before. Uh, so, uh, before. Which you they, start, do, they just obligate himself. But which they do before the... Uh, the he the, fills the, it out before, but he didn't give it to her till after the Kiddushan. Okay, in the Chupa, yes. Because that's when he's going to be obligated, after the Kiddushan. So to create a separation, so first, under the, uh, the, under the bridal, under the wedding canopy, he puts a ring on the finger, that's Kiddushan. Right. Most people say that when you go into the Yichud room, that's the fulfillment of Chupa. When they go afterwards... That's the Nisuin. That's the second stage. No, it used to be that it was months apart. Yeah. Separated. Yeah, what's the Nisuin is, you know, what, it's like 20 minutes, they're in a room, they share a coffee, or they talk, or it's, it, it, is it symbolic for actually having relations? I mean, is it a full Nisuin? It's, it, it, it doesn't have, they don't have to have relations, obviously. Um, but they... Um, together in one room. They're together. They're, they could have. That's all. They have to have had potential. They went into a room together, which is something that us, that that basically it's something that wouldn't be allowed otherwise, and that, and that's uh, and that's what and My that's what consummates is, the marriage. Does it count as a full nisuin if they just go into the room they don't have relations? Yes, that's of course what it is. That is a full nisuin. That's It's the potential of it. That's all. We've been seeing that when two people only because there's a star. 
Because there's what? Only because you made a star beforehand. No. What do you mean? Or only before you, because you made a Kenyan of Kassa. You did Kiddushin first, right? That, if they would be in a right. room, it doesn't make anything. I'm talking about the second half. I, I didn't know if it officially counted where you have to wait till they actually consummate the marriage. No, Basically, no. That's. that's, that's be a full Nisura. Mm-hmm. All the laws of Nisura are, are applied. Are right, exactly. Are, are fulfilled in the Chukot. Right. right, exactly. Okay. Brings us to, okay, so it's excluding Chubbah. So it's the Gemara, all the Rav Huna, who will soon see. The Amar, Chubbah, Konam, He says that there's a Kalvachomer that says that Chubbah should work. If it can do Nisuin, of course, it can do Kiddushin. That's his argument. That's Rav Huna's argument. If Chubbah could do Nisuin, then it surely could do Kiddushin. So he cannot say that the minion is coming to exclude the number of three is coming to exclude chupa because he said chupa does work. So then, what is it coming to exclude? Lemute mai, lemute chalipin. That's the handkerchief thing. Chalipin. Chalipin is where you, where basically you do a symbolic kenyan, which is what the handkerchief is. A symbolic kenyan is where I hand you something, not necessarily a value, but something that's useful. It has to be a keli, not money. And when you pick it up. So that is symbolic acquiring, and then it creates obligations. It can transfer things, and that's what we do. That's what, yeah. But no one of the three, though. Kesef, Star, Avila. Yeah, that's excluded. That's what he's saying. It's coming to exclude Chalipin. A man cannot marry a woman with Chalipin. That's what we're exactly saying. But when you need Adim. What? When you need Of course in front of Adim. But the point is, he can't give her something less than a Shavapruta and say, when you pick this up, we'll be married. Of course, if we but but we're saying it doesn't work. It's not a valid condition. Why not? I'll get that I, I, Why you have to? You don't need to exclude something unless you have a reason to think that it should work. And then we're saying don't think that. Right? right. That's what it is. Right? We don't have a havamina that's jumping up and down and that it's coming to exclude that because there's no reason to think that should work. But we know that chalipin works. That's the Gemara's question. that I might have thought. Oh, After all. We learn Kiddushi Kasef from where? Stay from, from the field of Ephraim, right? From the Kenyan of Karka. Just like a field. Chalipin is a valid way of acquiring a field. I can transfer, do a symbolic act of, of, of showing ownership on something else, and that show will actually acquire to me the property. If you ever um, observe the, uh, the sale of Chametz, so they do, that's one of the things they do. You pick up a pen or something, and that's a, a symbolic Kenyan. That's what a chalipin is. Now, so therefore, maybe an isha, nami mekanim chalipin, kamach belon, that it doesn't work. Chalipin is not a valid Kenyan for Kiddushin. So the Gemara says, I mean, if it's compared to the land, and as the Pasa compares it to, use the same word, kicha for both, so maybe not. Maybe it should work. The answer is, Chalipin is now There's no requirement that the item be of any specific value. It, it's a, because it's just a vessel, so a, a utensil, basically. Um, that's all it is. It needs to be a cleave. So a handkerchief. What's the dollar value of a handkerchief? Could be very little. It's not significant, right? A pen is maybe not worth a pruta, theoretically. A paper clip. A paper clip. It's useful, but it's not, uh, but it's valid. But it, since it's pachas mishav pruta, the isha be pachas mishav pruta, a woman with less than a shav pruta, lo mikanya nafsha, she doesn't allow herself to be acquired.
And that's why it's like a deny, Rashi says, it's like a, it's like a des, de, denigrating to allow the means of acquiring, even if it happens to have the value, but because Kinyan Chalipin, it doesn't need to have any value, so therefore the whole way of acquiring is not acceptable for Kiddushin. That's the idea. So that's what the handkerchief is all about. So I told you we talk about handkerchief. You were right. I was right. See that? You okay. always right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm right. Okay. 101, 101. Once in a while. Yeah, you have a question? Yes. 101. And it has nothing to do with when you're dancing and the rabbi holds the handkerchief. Nothing to do with that. That's no, just, that's, that's something. No, 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 Erusin and Eswim is the same thing. Erusin. and Eswim. No, Erusin and Kiddushin is the same thing. Erusin and Kiddushin is, is the same, same thing. thing. That's their synonyms, and they're what we call the, the first Rokes. step. That's the first step. No, that's where he does the the rabbi does you know the bracha for Erusin, right? That's the that's when he puts the ring on the finger. That's the betrothal. That's step one in marriage. Under the chuppah. It happens to be under the chuppah. That's true. But it does. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. You do the ring on the finger. You say hared mikudeshesli. That's the same as meuresesli, as we'll soon see. It means the same thing. Okay? Nisuin is the consummation of the marriage. Then we'll see, when we get to it, that's, this is the tractate that deals with it. What changes? What's extra? What happens new? that didn't happen before by Kiddushin, there's a second stage. We'll get to it, okay? Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm not rushing into that because probably we won't see it. But I'm married to a Sephardi. Yes. And they have been again mm-hmm. where they, the two months before the chuppah... Ashkenazim like, also have that A week out. ago, a week A week before. before, yeah. A week before, a month before, whatever. Mm-hmm. They either... Break a plate yeah, or something else. No, they do that. They, the Ashkenazim do that too. They do it at the wedding. So what's that? They do it at the wedding. That's a different custom. It's, it's because what that has to do with is the family contract. Because uh, both families are promising I mean, certain levels of support to their children. And it's related to that. You don't have kids married yet. Not what? yet. No. Not yet. You'll see. Uh, You'll see. see. I'm for, I just forgot. I'm 30 years married. Yeah, right, 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 right. So they break a plate. We do that when the writing of the chuppah, that's after the, after the writing the ksuba, after the ksuba is written and signed, so then the, the two mothers come and break the plate. That's like a symbolic thing. And they do that. After the two is signed? After, when, that's when what it's happened? done. Why that's when it's done by Ashkenazim. Why do we do it in a week in advance? I don't know. I can't I answer. It's a minute. They, they did it at the wedding. Huh? wedding yeah. I don't know why they do it. It's, far, it's Syrian. I don't know. Maybe it's, a, it's a siman? It's a minak. Yes. And what's the repercussion of that siman? What does it mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's just uh, it's, it's related to, as far as I understand, uh, the 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 agreements between the part the two families that's what it, that's what I think it's related to monetary agreement yes exactly to take care of what they agreed to take that's care like of the kids we don't have like an oath we break the oath, you know? right it's just it's a symbolic thing I don't I really honestly don't know much about it why why we do that we do a lot of strange things it's a minute. that's what it's a minute yeah exactly if you didn't if you got to break the plate you're still married I'm, I'm telling you I'm sure that that much I'm sure of. but okay all right. But we're not going to find that in the Gemara. Yes. Oh, yeah.
uh, I would like to see everybody adding something. I must have something too. So it looks like the Russian don't mean it. I don't think. The only thing he does forbids the wife, that woman, from anybody else, but not acquire him to him. Right. So really, you could bypass that step altogether and go to Kiddushin, and that's the end of it. Kiddushin is Erosin. It's the same thing. Uh, well, the first stage was recalled. Yes. Erosin and Kiddushin is synonyms. And you're right. You could, you, I mean, but you can you skip? Now, now that we'll get to that. Can you skip to the Nisuin step? We'll get to it. We'll see. We'll see. But you're right. That's a you make it not important, but it is very important. What? What? That's what requires the wife. It's not the putting the ring on it, and not all the the piece of paper, and not the handkerchief, and all that doesn't require her. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's important. Else. That is important. That's something. We'll get to it. We're not going to learn the whole Masechta on page two. I'm sorry. We don't. One second. Bring on the finger. That's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Now moving right along. Okay. So. Um, Okay, so Minyanu de Sefer, next line, Minyanu de Sefer what's it coming to exclude? Chalitza. That Chalitza does not work to divorce. And why? Salkadetchimina might have thought that he's a Chomer, Miyavama. If it can free a Yavama, so it should surely work to free a married, a regular woman. Miyavama, she ain't a Yotzebeget. A Yavama, after all, a get doesn't work for a Yavama. He can give her a get from today till tomorrow, she's still stuck on him. Okay, but chalitza does work. That's a svara, a logical. Uh, you might think that it doesn't work that way. That chalitza is not effective to free a woman to make her to allow her to marry another man. Maybe yes. After all, you have such good logic. Amakra, the pasuk says very clearly, safer krisos, safer karsa, a safer separates them. So there's nothing else that besides for safer. That separates them. Okay, and that's the story. So that's how we know the num- that's what the numbers are coming to teach us to exclude uh, to exclude number of the ratios to exclude chalipin according to the second opinion and uh, according to Rafuna. And then we have the next one of uh, to exclude chalitza. Now bekesef. Question is minalan. Here's the main source. Where do we know? We just mentioned it earlier that we are, so that was like a spoiler. Why? How we know kiddushin kesef? But that's where we're trying to find out now. Minalan, where do we know this from? That's the question. Bisu and secondly, how did Tanan that we learned in the Mishnah? Avzakibavitabikdushel, a father has rights in his daughter in her kiddushin. Bekesef, bishtar ubebia, marrying her off with money or shtar or bia. Minalan demekandi bekesef. There also, how do you know that there's a kin kesef? And secondly. We also want to know because of Tavuahu. How do we know that the father is the one who gets the kiddushin? He keeps the money when he's marrying off his daughter. That's the question. So I'm Rav Yudamarav, killing two birds with one stone here, okay? Meaning one source that tells you that the father gets the money, okay? And that this kiddushin kesa. Why? Because the Pasuk says, by the Amavriya, it says, the Amarav, the Amarav, the Amarav, she goes out free after the years are up. She goes out free. There's no money that needs to be exchanged. She's automatically freed. By when? By the case of 
by the case of an Amavriya, she hits age of 12, um, she goes free from her, from her slave, right, once she's of age. Now, so it's Yatzachinam, Ein Kasef, no money. Now, what does that mean? Ein Kasef La Donzeh. The master gets no money when she goes out free at the end of the term, either six years, whatever comes first, six years, or she gets adulthood. Okay? Or Shnat Shemitah. No, or Shnat Shemitah, also, right? Okay. There's another master, so to speak, that does get money when she leaves his domain, when she leaves his rights. What is that? A maniuv of the father. Oh. Still, you're right, there's money there, but who says who gets the money? Maybe she gets the money. So Gmar says, no. That makes sense. Avim Kabul Kiddushah, the father accepts the Kiddushah. Dixiv is biti nasati lishazeh. It says in the Pasuk, I gave my daughter to this man. So obviously he's the one that's making the Kiddushah. Okay? And yet, the shakla katsma, she should take the money. So Gmar says, that doesn't prove anything. Maybe that's only the Pasuk there is talking about where she's a minor. Right. She doesn't have a hand yet, because she's, uh, she's not old enough to, to accept it on her own. That's where the father gets the money. The She doesn't yet have a hand, so to speak, to accept Kiddushin. But when she hits age 12, where she's considered an adult halachically, she has a hand to accept Kiddushin herself. So maybe she should marry herself off, and she should get the money. The Pasuk says, that while she's in Naira still, meaning up until 12 and a half, she's still in the house of her father, all benefits of, of, of the age of, of Nairus, which is between 12 and 12 and a half, goes to the dad. So Kumar says, wait a second, that's not satisfactory. Rav Huna said the name of Rav. How do you know that the woman, the handiwork, the earnings that of the daughter, the father keeps? She's working, or whatever she babysits. Technically, the father has a right to that money. Okay. When a man sells his daughter as um, as a but just like over there, her, her earnings or what she does goes to the master. So too. Um, now, the question is, why did you need that extra source to tell you that the earnings go to the father? This verse should cover for that. Why do we need a separate verse? The answer is, because that's not what Binurel Beisavia is teaching us. This pasuk of Binurel Beisavia is only talking about Hafars Nadarm. It's only talking about his ability to um, wipe away her vows. Okay, so uh, it doesn't teach you anything that the money goes to the father. So back to the question, how do you know the money goes to the father? Maybe let's learn it from uh, since that's an area of Isser, it's, not, it's like prohibition, it's not an area of monetary law, they don't, they don't work the same way. So the Gemara says, okay, maybe let's learn it from Knas. Which means, if the daughter's raped, Pasuk says that the money, it goes to the father, the money. If the, if the daughter is raped? The money that's paid goes to the father. So, so the Gemara says, 
We never learn money from regular money, monetary law from knas. And the reason why is because knas, Rashi explains, is a chidush. It's like it's like a, it's like we're penalizing over here. So it's not damages. It's over and above damages. So therefore, you can't extrapolate from there. So the gemara is still back to square one. So what's the answer? So. Um, yeah, we're trying to. That's the whole question. How do you know that the father gets the money of kedushin? That's the question. That is exactly the question. So, um, so Now, what about the other payments? Because as we'll we'll get there, but basically the idea is is that in addition to the knas payment, there's also the shame that she experiences and the pagam that she is now no longer a virgin. That also is damages. And money owed. Who gets that money? That goes to also the father. So the Gemara says that's different. Shiny boshes become the That's something that the father has a monetary. Basically, he has the ability to marry off to whoever he wants, and even if it's embarrassing, even if it's um, uh, even if uh, you know, if it, even though she's going to lose her virginity, and they, and 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 that will be to his benefit because he could do it to the. Theoretically, because he gets the money, he'll get more money, basically. Right, exactly. So therefore, so the Gemara says, Shani Boshes become the Shaykh It makes sense why the father should get that, uh, um, as the Gemara explains. Right, that's the idea. So, Ella, the real answer is, Mistabra makes sense, When we say, in the, in the, the Pasuk, it's saying, who doesn't get this money? The master here. So when we say, but somewhere in another scenario someone will get money, clearly who she's leaving, whoever's domain she's leaving. Just like, so who does it go if to? she's a servant, has a father, who gets the money? Goes to the master. The father sold her to the... But this is all, this is all money we're talking about, right? What? This is a minor? Or is it, Anara is really an age? No, Anara is... Uh, Twelve and a half. 12, up till 12 and a half. Up to 12 and a half. Right. Um, Considered a naira? No, no. From, not, from 12 in a day, she's already a naira. So, so she can accept her own money. That's exactly the question. How do you know that at age of nairos, she's still able to... Um, the okay. money, the, the, no, the money goes to the father if he marries her off. That's what we're trying to answer. Mm-hmm. So we said when she leaves... You know, when she leaves the master, there is no money. But there's another. But when there's another master, so to speak, that when she leaves him, there is money. But who gets that money? It makes sense that the same, that the that 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 here the money is not going to her master. Over there, the money would go to him, the father. And when is she leaving the father? Not when she's twelve, but when he marries her off between twelve and twelve and a half. That's when he's entitled. That implies. So Gemara says, The problem is, is that the going out from the master is not the same as going out from the father because she's completely out from the master. He has no rights in her anymore. Over here, although he did a Kiddushin, but there's still, like we said before, a second stage of marriage, which, which is the Chuppah, which didn't happen yet. Where it says granted, but she still left him as far as his rights over her as soon as he accepted the kiddushin. 
He lost his sole right of, of, of wiping away her vows. He no longer, hey, now it's a shared, a shared thing. In that sense, there's a leaving of his domain. And that, that's, in that sense, it's a yitzia. And that's where the source is. This is one of the sources. We'll see more about it. And we'll stop over here.